Praise the Lord. Well, Rock School of the Bible students and praying this week, obviously we had you in our mind for the sermon that's coming up, but really this is a sermon that all of us need. If you're here today and you're watching online, if you're watching online, I want you to write in the chat, YBP. Everybody say YBP. Say it louder, YBP. And what that is, is that's your big picture. How many of you know what your big picture is, or rather, what is God's big picture for you? What is it that you're hoping for? What is it that you're dreaming for? What is it, what is the person or the life that you want to have or you want to be? You know, even some of these, some have felt called to the ministry. And then we see our missionaries are here. Some feel called to missionary work. You know, some feel called to start a business or be in the trades. I want to be an electrician or construction. Or some of you aspire to have a family. Or maybe be a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom. Or, or maybe to work for a company. But whatever that is, I want you to think for a second, what is my big picture? What is your big picture? What is it that God has for, it, for us? And when we do that, it's something that we could see, something that we could envision. And what it is, is you look at where it might be off or where in your life it might be not what you want it to be. But envision is able to be able to see what God sees and not what we see with our natural eyes, but it's what we believe. So God gave us an ability to imagine it and to envision it and to think outside. Even fantasy, when you fantasize where you, can, where you see it so clear, it's almost like it's real. Maybe your dream or your passion or what you want to do with your life, maybe it came as a dream. Even in the Old Testament, the Bible says that Jacob... He took a rock and he put it under his head and he went to sleep just like all of us. And in that night, the Lord gave him a dream and he saw angels going up in heaven, up and down on heaven. The Bible says that they were beholding the face of God and then they were coming back to the earth. And what that was is God told Jacob, he said, the very rock that you put underneath your head to be a pillow is going to be a pillar in the house that I'm going to have you build in, in Bethel. So you may have a dream, you may have a vision, you may have your head on something, but what you have your head on something, what you're wrapping your mind away could and will be that chief cornerstone for what you're going to be someday. So my scripture text today is found in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. It says, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country. Leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go into the land that I will show you. So what I want you to see is leave your native country and go into a land that I will show you. And I want you to see that go is before show. I want you to notice that. And then after we do that, it says, God said, I will make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make you famous. You'll be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who treat you with contempt. All families, think about this. How many, how many want to be a blessing in the community and in your family? The word says that all families on the earth will be blessed through you. So the first thing that God said, he said, he said to Abraham, he said, leave your native country and go. Leave your native country. Leave what you might be familiar with. Leave what you might know. The only thing you've ever done. Leave that place. God may be calling you to leave. If you're going to get somewhere, you got to leave where you're at. God doesn't want us to stay where we're at. He wants us to climb higher. 
I believe that God has a dream and a purpose and a vision that he wants all of us to live out. Leave where you're at. And let's start going after God's plan. Leave where you're at and let's start pursuing our big picture. Follow that dream. Follow that purpose. Follow that place because God says, I want to take you in a better land. How many of you are currently in a state, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a business situation, how many of you are currently in a state that you're not real fond of and you know that it's not God's best? You know that. You know there's a better place to be. God's saying today that we need to leave and we need to go and he has a better land for us. You know for a teen, that may mean leaving your home, going to college or not going to college, own your own place or having a job for a teen. For a marriage, that means you got to leave mom and dad. And two people become one and they start building on their life upon the Lord. Maybe, listen to this, maybe we need to leave a mindset or behavior or an attitude or perspective, something that we've always done. Maybe it's leaving an old friend and not going to the place that you've always went. Or maybe it's a dependency. Wherever you're at, if you know it's not God's best, he's calling you to leave where you're at and go into the place that he wants you to be. I feel that strong today. I felt that message burning in my heart. When your big picture is in you, if you have a big picture, if you have a dream in you, if you have something that you're like, this is the way it should be. This is the ideal, but here's my real. Whenever you have the big picture in you, if you're not there or you're not going after it, listen, life's empty. You feel like you're just wasting time. You feel like you're just abiding. The Lord spoke to me this week and said, there's people going to be here Sunday that you feel like you're stuck, that you feel like you're unsatisfied and you're not happy because there's something that you're to be or there's something that you're to do. And until you leave complacency or leave fear or leave the familiar, comfortable place where you're at. You have to leave that place and go and pursue that land that God will show us. You gotta go. Leave your country and go. Leave your country and go. You know, successful people are decisive. They're not indecisive. Successful people are decisive. When opportunities come their way, they evaluate it carefully they gather the facts, and then they make a decision, and they take action. You know, lack of decision, lack of decision makes for no action, missed opportunities. Make that decision to go. How many remember when Moses put his rod out over the sea, the Red Sea? How many know that story? And the, and the Red Sea split. People that are indecisive will sit there and wonder if they should go through. And I'm telling you, when the waters of the Lord are open, when there's a Red Sea open, don't stand and itch your head. Put your marching feet on and start going into that land that God's called you to do. I'm telling you, lack of decisions, no action, miss opportunity. Henry Ford, first model, his first model wasn't perfect, but it was created through action and it was brought about so much speedier. 
It was over a process of time that was perfected. If he hadn't made that decision and went for it, would we even have the automobile today? A lot of people wait, 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 and they never go anywhere. They just sit there and wait. They're always going to do something. They're always going to start something. Successful people, you start. You go. And remember in this sermon, I, I said really notice that go was before what you know. We want to have everything. In, if you wait till you're ready to have children, you're never going to have children. If you wait till you're financially ready and you're emotional ready and all this. If you wait, there's always inaction. We wouldn't have had that. People of success arrive at decisions quickly. And they don't move off them quickly. They're slow to change. They don't let opinions and obstacles of others stop them. They're firm in their decision. And they make a decision and they stick with it. Anybody out there? They make a decision and they stick with it. People that are poor, people that are poor are indecisive. They procrastinate. They analyze something to death. The very first sign of obstacle, man, I'm switching my decision. I don't know if I'm going to do that. And some never even make it out of the blocks. They don't even start. God is saying to us today to see a vision, see a hope, and to get out of the gate and go after that today. You know, some of the, when, when you don't know what the next step is, what do I do? If, well, what if I do if I don't know the next step? You just keep walking. You just keep walking, and that's called faith. You know, some of Carmen and I's greatest restaurants, greatest hidden secrets, greatest places to say, see some of the most beautiful waterfalls or scenery, that was when we forgot the navigator, and we just said, we're just going to drive and turn whenever we want to. We didn't know where we were going. But some of the greatest discoveries are not knowing where you're going. And as you're walking, the Lord says, you walk, and I'll show you the no. Anybody with me? But I feel like we got to start walking. We got to start going after it. Taking that hardest, taking that first step, it's always the hardest one. Think about Peter getting out of the boat. It's always the hardest one. He got afraid and started to go under, but God picked him up. If you get out of the boat, you're not going to go under. God will be there to pick you up. I know he will. You know, think of the baby's first steps or a toddler's first bike ride. They had to get on it and do it. And the parent was there just coaxing them on and helping them through that step. The first step's the hardest. Maybe you want to recover from a dependency. That first step's the hardest even when Joshua came up to, Jer to Jordan to cross through into the promised land, God said, I'm just not going to split it and let you walk through. You got to take a step. You got to take a step. And I believe that water wouldn't have opened if they didn't take the step. I believe that there are things, I'm speaking prophetically, there are things that God wants to open that God wants to give you. But you're going to have to step out with your faith and go to that place and you will see God open up the rivers, open up the places so you can walk. I believe that. Take courage and step out towards it. Go after it. We got to trust God step by step. 
You know, when you do that, we all have a built-in GPS system. When we put, the Bible says, the, the Bible says that the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of your life. How many believe that God has the details? How many have to believe it, that he has the details? Okay, well, the Lord di directs your steps and he delights in every detail of it. So it's a matter of faith. It's a matter of trust. We just need to walk. The Bible says we can make our plans. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines the steps. You know, I do the best I can to make a plan. You should have a plan. You should have a direction. But I know that God up, can upset my plan anytime, and he does so. How many is glad that God didn't answer every one of your prayers? How many is glad that God didn't open the door that you thought he wanted to open because you realized the other door he opened was something even better, and you had no idea because you didn't like the interview, and you didn't like the process or the people, but God opened it up anyway, and he shut what you wanted, but you found out it was better. Because we can devise our plans, but God determines our steps. You know, even Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me in green pastures, leads me beside still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. You know, being a leader of a church and, 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 and the founder of a church, you've, you've got all these eyes wanting to follow your leadership or your vision. Sometimes when I don't know for sure where we're walking or what we're doing, I just keep walking and I keep going. And I know, I'll, I always tell God, I said, Lord, you, you lead me in the steps that are right. You lead me the steps that are right. And here's what I like, for your name's sake. Can you say that today? Can you say, for your name's sake? Can you honestly say, it's not about me anymore, but it's about what God wants for my life. Go to those right steps for his name's sake. I think that's powerful. So he said, leave where you're at. Go into the land. And my final point is this. Go into the land that I will show you. Notice it says you go and then I'll show. One step at a time. You know, my big picture, my big picture is I'm 52 years old. I want to be able to get down with my grandson and play. I don't want to be limited to climb the mountains in Hawaii with my beautiful wife. And I don't, don't want to be fagged or out of breath because I can't make the mountain. I don't want to be one of those persons that can't hardly walk because they weren't active. I don't want to put pressure on my organs and and the body that God's gave me to be a steward of. And you guys that know me, I've been trying to lose weight for a long time, but I found this thing called Noom. And on Noom, I, I looked at what is my big picture, and I said, this is the why I want to. And guys, I'm telling you, 65 pounds later, and keeping it off, not just 65 pounds, because I, I can do that, but 65 pounds later and leaving it off, it came by taking the first step. If you don't take that first step, you'll never change. And then knowing what was powerful about Noom is you had a 15-minute reading every day. You have to fill your mind with knowledge to what you're pursuing, what you're going at. And then you activate faith in what you're learning. 
So whatever you're looking for, whatever you're going after, even if you just know what it is, an action can be research. An action can be, I need to learn everything I can about this area that I'm feeling God's drawing me to. There's always action. There's always steps. And sometimes people want to, they want to skip some steps. There's times when I'm not sure what the next step is. Do you know how many times, seriously, do you know how many times God has came to me and he's like, I'm not giving you that next step yet. You haven't completed the one I gave you already. Anybody out there? You haven't completed the one I already gave you. Some of you looking for direction. Maybe the Holy Spirit saying, finish the one I already gave you. It would be interesting even to know with Larry and Gail's class on how many came in and out or how many started and didn't finish. You know, before you start, if you're going to be a disciple, you got to count the cost and determine in your mind that you're going to have enough to make it. And having enough to make it is just having a willing heart to go after it. God takes care of the rest. I know he does. I, I really believe that. God says, you go and I will show. Moses went and then he got the blueprints for the temple. If you read the, the, the back of Exodus towards the end, there's a detailed description of exactly how to build the temple. Every color, every kind of wood, every curtain, every stitch. You go and God will show. Noah went and God gave him blueprints for the ark. You know, even on, this was something the Lord gave me last night and I was like, do you want me to say it today? And I started to turn the page and I felt the Holy Spirit said, say this. So you might want to listen close to this. Under the sentence it says, as you are going, keep practicing what you know and you've already learned. Get that. Keep practicing what you know and you've already learned. For me, when the Lord showed me forgiveness or how to deal with my anger or how to get over a, a, something that's not good for my marriage or whatever it might be. We seek and pursue those things and we get it and we walk in them and we're practicing it and we're doing it. But it seems like when we start moving in in the character building and the next steps, sometimes we forget the previous steps. The Lord really put it on my heart that as you're learning and as you're walking, secure those steps in whatever. Does everybody understand what I mean about that? The things you learn, secure that. But a lot of times we get out of practice, like with the noom. I learned it. I, I, I did it. I conquered. But if I just forget what I learned and forget what I practice, then all that weight's coming back. Guys, we got to remember, here's how Jesus said it. Jesus said this. This is powerful. You might want to write this down. It's Matthew 13, 52, and I'll be reading now the Passion Translation. Jesus responded, and he said, every scholar of the Scripture. How many want to be a scholar of the Scripture, a Berean? Who's instructed in the ways of the kingdom of the heaven realm. Listen to that. Every scholar's like this. He's like a wealthy homeowner. Who wants to be a wealthy homeowner in the things of God? Anybody out there? He, I want to be wealthy home with his house filled 
with treasures. So, so the person, the scholar of Scripture, instructed in the way of God, the Bible says that you will be a healthy owner and your house is full of all kinds of treasures. That means your life is full with all the ingredients for success, all the things that you need for life and godliness. How many believe that? All those things. And then it says this, and he knows how and when to bring them out. Oh, it says this, his, his house is filled with treasures. Look at this, both new and old. This scholar who's instructed in the way of the word, he's wealthy in this world. He's, he's successful in family life and business life and personal life. Because it says that his house is filled with the treasures or the keys to make it happen. And then it says both new and old. Both new and old. And that's the word today. Is some of you have learned some things and you're practicing them and you're doing them. But don't get off of the old things that God teaches us when he's starting to insert new things. Amplified says it like this. Who brings out of his treasure things that are new and fresh and things that are old and familiar? Go over and remember the things that you've already learned, things that are old and familiar, and keep practicing. And then keep adding the new things you're learning and practicing. I think that's important. I feel like God is saying that because he's bringing, he wants to, he wouldn't give me this message. If he didn't want to, we don't just get up here and preach to hear our head rattle. I mean, some might, but I don't. I pray and I say, God, what do you want to say Sunday? What do you want to say to these people? God is saying, I want you to get my dream, get my vision. I want you to fantasize about it to where it's almost real in your spirit. And then I want you to leave where you're at. And I want you to start walking to this place. And as you're walking, I'm going to be training you. I'm going to be equipping you. I'm going to be showing you how you can succeed. And he says, you, you go, and as you go, I'm going to keep revealing things. He shows us things by the Holy Spirit. If you have your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 16. I want you to see this today. If you're watching online, if you have your phones, you can go to the app. I want you to see this scripture. I want this to be a scripture that you never forget. This is what the scripture says. This is 1 Corinthians 2. Listen to this. This is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those that love him. You guys believe that? Your eyes, your ears, your mind, it can't even fathom what God has for you. But it was to us that God revealed these things to us by the Spirit. So the things that you can't see or, or hear or your mind can't even think of, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will reveal these steps or these knowledge. He'll reveal these things by His Spirit. Look at this, for the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's Spirit. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, 
searches out everything concerning you. You believe that. And he shows us God's deep secrets or mysteries for our lives. Verse 11 says, no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. You think about that. You, you can know me to a certain level. Nobody knows me like, like I, I look out at people. I look out at, at people and I see um, RJ. RJ, how long have I known you? Nine months? Year? RJ's a fireman. I think, where are you, where are you a fireman at, RJ? Schaumburg? Uh, I like RJ. RJ, know, RJ knows me a little bit. We've went out to eat down here at Nico's. We spent a little bit of time together. I married those two. So we're getting to know each other a little bit. And then I look through the audience and I see Kevin and Jan. They know me a lot more than, Roger, than RJ does. And then I look at Craig and Tara and I'm like, they even know me more than Kevin and Jan. But, and then I look at Carmen, and she knows me more than all of them. But there's somebody that knows more about me. There's somebody that knows my thoughts, my attitude, my spirit. There's somebody that knows that more than any of these people. And the Bible's teaching us that it is our spirit. We know things. In fact, a lot of us hide behind masks, and they cover everything up. But who knows you better than you? Then the scripture goes on to say, because we're talking about God showing us our future. It, it says that, well, no man can know a person's thoughts, but that person's own spirit. Listen to this. No one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Think about that. We've not, we have received God's spirit. How many know when you, how many's born again? You've asked Jesus into your heart. The Bible says when you're born again that he takes his Holy Spirit and he puts it into your heart where you cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy. So every one of you that have been born again by the Spirit of God, you have, say, I have God's Spirit. I have God's Spirit. So we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit. So look at this. So we can know the wonderful things that God has given us. When we tell you these things, we don't use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive the truth from God's Spirit. It kind of sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For those who are spiritual, they understand what the Spirit means. Those who, is, who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they can't be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? Listen to this. It says, but we know and understand these things because God's spirit's in us and we have the mind of Christ. Guys, I'm telling you, you go, the Holy Spirit's going to show all he needs you to do, do is leave that familiar place. Leave that land. Go where I want to take you. And I'll show you how to get there. Did you know the Holy Spirit has a voice? I've never preached these three scriptures at Church on the Rock. Listen to this. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk beside that carriage. 
Isn't that kind of out there? Say you're minding your own business. You've decided to go. And now God wants to show you, hey, I want you to go over and walk by that carriage. The Holy Spirit, everybody say the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said. Okay, the Holy Spirit said. Here's another one. Acts 10, 19, it says, Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling, I love this. As Peter was puzzling over the vision. How many of you have ever seen puzzled? Or you're not sure, you don't know the direction maybe. As Peter was puzzling over the vision or the future, the Holy Spirit said again. The Holy Spirit said to him, Three men are coming, they're looking for you. When they come, open up the door and invite them, feed them, and listen to what they tell you. Is that possible? Acts 13, 2, one day as these men were worshiping the Lord, how many want to find the no or the what? Here's the key. As these men were worshiping the Lord in prayer and fasting, here it is again. The Holy Spirit said, do this, appoint Barnabas and Saul, for the special work which I have called them to. I just want you to know God is wanting us to leave a country. God is wanting us to leave a country. And he's wanting us to go into a land. But I want you just to be a person of action and be able to make a decision today. If you're going to be successful, make a decision. Successful people make that decision. And then stick with it. Don't be thrown off of it. You know, when God calls people poor, he says people that are poor, I'm not talking about finances. People that are poor are not healed. They're broken in spirit. They're bound up by things. It, that's what he tells you that is. You can be rich in wealth today, but poor in spirit. God's wanting people to make a decision to come and follow God's GPS, God's big picture for our lives today. But here's the cool thing. I want to close with just reading the end of that scripture that we started with. He wants us to leave the native country, go into the land that I will show you. And guys, here's why. Everybody look at me. It's because he wants to bless you. He wants to give you something better than you got that you have. He wants to give me better English, better than you got, better than you have. Amen? God says, this is straight out of the scripture. God says that when we leave and we go and he starts showing, he says this, I will bless you. I will make you famous. I'll make you successful. You know, some people think you should, you're not supposed to say that in church. People in false humility. God wants to make you famous. He wants to make you successful because when you're famous and you're successful, you use that influence and your wealth to be a blessing to the nations. I will make you famous. I'll make you successful. I will make you a blessing to others. I will bless you. And I will also curse those who curse you. You know something that I, anytime, Sandra, you know, some, sometimes, well, not sometimes, you know something I do about every day 
is I say this, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Every day I declare, no weapon formed against me will prosper. And then I say this, every tongue that rises up against me, the Lord will condemn. Do you know people can curse you with their words and they can even be a good friend? You need to say, I don't receive that. I don't receive that. I don't, you don't speak that over me. Don't tell me, oh, when you get older, you'll understand. Don't, don't tell, I don't receive that. I don't receive that. Amen? God will break it. Any curse that's been over your life to keep you from where you want to go, God can break that. You know, I just feel by the Holy Spirit that there's some people that you had a hard child life. I just feel by the Holy Spirit that you had some upbringing to where you have fear of man. And every time that you tried to do something, somebody in authority came down on you and knocked you down. I feel this by the Spirit of the Lord. And that keeps you from possessing what God has for you because you're afraid that you're going to be a disappointment or it's not going to be good enough and that somebody will push you down. If that's you right now, I break that curse in Jesus' name. I break that thing which holds you back. I pray that you will see yourself as God sees you, that you will have the eyes that God has for you, that you will have the future that God has for you, and that you will be able to make a decision and go for those things that God has told you to go for. With every head bowed and eyes closed, who says that there's things in your life that God has told you to go for and you still haven't went for it yet? Let me see your hands all over this congregation. Let, let me see your hands just lift up. God has told me a land. How many marriages? How many relationships? God has said, this is the land I want you to be in. This is the career. If you've got that... Some of you that feel a dependency today, how many of you know that God wants to take you past that de dependency? You don't have to be limited by that anymore. If you go, if you go, that first step's the hardest. I'll be with you and I'll show you where to go after that. Amen. Every head bowed, I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would stir up vision in people. I pray by the Holy Spirit that you will make people remember right now, make people remember what you've told them. People that's got discouraged and they started the journey and it didn't work out and the journey seems long, I want you to ask the Lord to show you again. Show you again. And then I want you to say to him, I believe for it. I believe for it. And Father, I just pray, God, I pray that people would achieve and would be. Lord, we wouldn't go by what we see. We'd go by what we believe. Father, I pray that people will activate faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.